Hey there, welcome to the podcast. My name is Shaleen Johnson, and this is Quick Tip Tuesday. Today, you're listening to this episode because you want a quick rundown, things you need to do if you want to start a business. Let's get to it. Of course, before I go further, I want to make the distinction that there is a big difference between starting a business and just making extra online income. Now, the majority of the episodes here on Build Your Tribe in the last two years have been geared towards really kind of serving everyone. But in particular, I've been thinking about the person who's just interested in making some online income. And to be honest, just creating some extra online income is very different from the mindset you need if you want to start a business. So I'm going to fly through these tips. Obviously, you've looked at the length of this episode, so you know that I'm not going into great detail. But I want you to have the order in which you should be doing things, starting with step number one. Step number one is understanding that owning a business is different from just creating online income. Owning a business, starting a business means you've decided, you've made a commitment to do the work, to be frustrated, to experiment, to know your numbers, to invest in experts, to be wise about how you spend your time and your money and to never give up. Step two is to decide if in fact, you have what it takes to run a business. And what is that? It it takes common sense, it takes tenacity, resilience, and insatiable curiosity. Like you can never ask enough questions. To run a business means that you have insatiable energy. You never get to stop. Once you decide you're going to be a business owner, you will be thinking about your business seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Even when you're sleeping, you'll be thinking about your business. All right, now let's move on to the real steps. Step three is to figure out what type of business you wanna start. And it goes without saying that this step takes some people a lot longer than others. In fact, it is this step that often kills would-be business owners because for whatever reason, you are so afraid to pick one thing, so afraid that it's going to be the wrong thing. So this is perhaps the toughest step. It's a step that once you get over this, you're off and running. My advice to you is this, just pick. I've had, I don't know, 15 different businesses. And those are that's just counting the businesses that have been viable. I've probably had 100 different ideas, some of which I follow through on for about five days until I follow through on the next couple of steps, which I'm going to cover for you, in which case I learn, okay, this is not a viable business idea. And I move on to the next thing. Just remember this, whatever it is you think could be your potential business, just start. Like that's half the battle is just start and know that you don't have to do it forever. How do you know unless you pick? You can't even start until you pick a business, a type of business. All right, your next step is then to do some market research. This is step four. Step four and step five are the things I see most people skipping over. They make the big mistake of thinking to themselves, I know people want this. And therefore, I'm just going to move forward. You actually need to do legitimate market research. You need to know what are the trends? Is this even a viable option? Is this industry dying? Is it growing? Where are things headed? What is it the market wants? What is it they're willing to pay? Would people actually buy this? Will this sell? Is this marketable? If you're starting a business in an existing category, like let's say you want to start a nail salon, what is the need in your area? How much of a market share do you think you could grab? If it's an online business, 
What's the demographic that you're looking at? How many people are in that demographic in the United States or whatever country your target audience is living? What is it they're spending their money on? What are they interested in? Where are their needs? And which needs are not being met? Step five is to do founder research. In other words, I want you to be relentless in your pursuit of understanding absolutely everything you can about anyone who's done anything similar. And trust me when I say the death of most businesses is when I hear a founder or a would-be business owner say, no one's ever done anything like this before. Nothing like this exists. No one's ever created something like this. I've never heard of it. Just because you haven't heard of it, just because it's not on your radar, just because you think you know the industry inside and out doesn't mean that you've invented this idea or that no one else has ever done it. Trust me when I say you're going to save yourself a boatload of time and money by being relentless in your pursuit of knowledge. How do you do this? Well, you've got Google. Go on Google. Search absolutely every way you can possibly think of to describe the thing that you're thinking about doing. And then find people who've done podcasts or blog posts or written books, done interviews, radio, you name it. Just keep searching. And even when you think, all right, I've scoured the whole internet and no one's ever done anything like this before, look a little harder. I'm telling you, the reason why you want to do this is because they're going to give you the blueprint. Absolutely anything that anyone can imagine up today has likely already been done. And I don't say that to discourage you. I say that because someone's already created a blueprint. Someone's already, in fact, told the entire story of their missteps and and the mistakes that they made and how they wasted money and what they've learned. And they've probably shared every intimate detail of that in a podcast or in an interview for Inc. Magazine, you name it. So do your due diligence and just keep searching. Now, if you're not great at doing this type of research, then hire someone on Upwork or Freelancer to do this type of work for you because market research and founder research is going to save you a boatload of time, money, and heartache. Step number six, start reverse engineering your plan. All right, so now you know what type of business you wanna start. You've done a lot of market research. You've already figured out what things do work and don't work. You've got a really great sense of what things will sell for, how big the market is, how much of a market share you want, and what direction you wanna go in. Your next step is to start reverse engineering. What does this plan need to look like? The best way to do this is by taking out a pen and a piece of paper and just doing a complete brain dump. Absolutely everything that you could possibly learn from nuts to bolts, get it all out on paper, get it all down, and then some. From the smallest of tasks to those things that you probably won't have to deal with for a couple of years, it doesn't matter, get it all down on paper because Once you have it all done on paper, then and only then can you start to put together the order in which you need to do things. And part of this, this plan that you're creating, this reverse engineering of your plan, yes, it's a business plan in a sense, but I'm not telling, I'm not using that term because I think that really intimidates people. They think they have to go to Georgetown Business School to figure out how to write a business plan. You really just need to reverse engineer your plan. And that means, again, a brain dump, but with special attention given to your estimated cost of startup. Like start listing out absolutely everything you think you'll need and more, and then give it an estimated cost and round up. Create a list of what your profit centers will look like and then your cost of goods and your cost of production and your cost of sales, your cost of delivery, fulfillment, insurance, 
uh, state filing taxes, like every single possible cost you can imagine, start writing them down. And if you don't know where to start, may I suggest Google. Of course, it goes without saying that I'm, I'm offering these quick tips, assuming that you are not already a member of the Marketing Impact Academy. If you are already a member of the Marketing Impact Academy, follow the exact steps as outlined for you inside the Academy, because there we set up the foundation for your business so that you you don't do things in the wrong order. All right, back to this step. You're figuring out everything you need to do, what things are going to cost, your estimated profits. And then the next thing I want you to do in the same step is an estimation of time, like how long each one of these things is going to take you. So you can start giving yourself some deadlines. One of the most dangerous pieces of being an entrepreneur is that you're not on anyone's clock but your own. And we have this natural propensity to just fill up our days with information and time and kind of procrastinating doing the things that we need to do because there's there's no pending deadline. Once you start to reverse engineer your plan and you have a really good sense of what it's going to take to just literally start, what exactly it's going to cost in terms of money and your effort, well, then you want to assign a date by it. Like, here's the date by which I want to have the doors to my store open, or let's say you're selling apparel online. This is the date by which, based on my estimations, based on how much this is going to cost me, based on how long I think it's going to take me to raise this capital, by such and such date, I will be offering my goods available online at my own online boutique. Give yourself a date. If you don't give yourself that date, there's no pressure and it's not likely you're ever going to, to hit it. It just won't happen. You'll just keep perfecting it and perfecting it. Your next step, step number seven, and that is planning of the execution. And that also includes any fundraising you might need to be doing. And by fundraising, I mean, maybe that's just you saving additional money, or maybe that's you selling a car or a piece of property or talking to friends and family members about investing in your new idea. If in fact, your business requires considerable startup. Many businesses today do not require considerable startup. And of course, those of you who are, you know, regular listeners of Build Your Tribe, you know that I'd say 90% of the businesses that we talk about on this program are businesses that you can start simply by playing around with making some online income and allow that to turn into a business. That's one way to do this. But today's episode is really geared towards those of you who are like, no, I I already know the kind of business I want to start. I just, I need to know the step. So step number seven is planning the execution. By which date will you do each and every step? And that includes understanding where the income is going to come from, where are you going to get the funding to start up this business, what date by which do you plan to be able to pay back investors or to turn a profit. Number eight, and it may surprise you that this is so far down the list, but number eight is figuring out the name and the branding. I find that most rookie business owners get really hung up on the name early in their efforts. In fact, they if they can't come up with a name, they just freeze. And or they come up with a name and they fall in love with it so desperately that once they learn someone else already has a trademark on that name or that name is not available, they're just like, oh, my dreams just went up in smoke. So I always tell people, don't fall so deeply in love with a name that it kills your dream. I mean, think about it. If you had decided to have children and you didn't have a name picked, but you're already pregnant, what would you do? I mean, you have to move forward, right? Like, so you're pregnant with this idea of starting a business. Don't worry about the name. The name can come to you later. 
Names change all the time. Uh, people get really hung up in on names without really thinking about long term how that name will age. Can you even trademark that name? Is that name easy to spell? Is it easy for people to remember? Uh, is it generic? Like I love names like Google. Think about Google. Like who even knows what Google is or Zara, Uber. Fictional or fanciful names are really great names for businesses because uh, it's likely no one else has them and you're probably going to have a much easier time of trademarking them. But the bottom line is this, your branding, like what it, what it stands for, what your business looks like and who it's going to appeal to, all of that is a million times more important than the actual name. The name is going to come to you late at night or while you're in the shower So don't sweat it, just keep moving forward. But remember, your branding is essential, but it doesn't need to happen until this point, all right? Uh, Once you've got your branding in place, well, then and only then does it make sense for you to get a, a domain name. And that's step eight, is creating an online presence for your business. As you begin to work with potential customers, press, investors, and you begin actively sharing your ideas for the business, People are going to want to learn more about it, and you want to get that buzz going. So that's why it is important at that stage to create an online presence, and that includes both your website and then number nine, which is your marketing. And specifically, I'm talking about social media marketing. Like when you're just starting a business, don't make the mistake of hiring a marketing agency or a PR firm, not in the beginning days. The beginning days, like once you know your branding and your name and you really are very clear on who it is you're trying to target, then and only then does it make sense to start your social media. I mean, I guess you could start it before then, but you've just got so many other things to do. And I just see people playing around in social media. Like they say they have a business because they started an Instagram feed. I'm like, dude, that's not a business. <laughs> God bless you. That is, that's called an Instagram account. That can come later. Like once you get all of your ducks in a row, that's when you start doing your social media. And and by this point, you're probably already exhausted. I mean, by the time you're launching your business, you are, you're you sleeping very little. You're thinking about this 24-7, and you, you are every single position. You are the chief marketing officer. You're the CEO, the CFO. You are customer service. You are graphics. You're all of these things, most likely. If you've got decent funding, well, then maybe you've been able to grow your team, and that's number 10. Number 10 is grow your team. The sooner you can begin bringing on incredibly talented people to do the things that you have no idea how to do them. You're just watching YouTube videos to figure it out. The sooner you can bring people on, the quicker your business will begin to turn a profit. And it's so much more fun when there's a team of people equally excited about your business as you are. This has been Quick Tip Tuesday. It's my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun, and then be done. Talk to you soon.